1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first
0: three orders while supplies last.
1: Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass.
1: Hey, it's Metal Shop here on The Rock. Right now I'm talking with Joel Grind uh, from Toxic Holocaust, kind of the, the the main dude behind that band. It's kind of, uh, from what I understand, like his brainchild. Toxic Holocaust kind of started from like a one-man project and now it's evolved into this like badass touring machine well maybe not at the time but if all things <laughs> were possible it'd be a touring machine you guys uh put out primal future 2019 last year but played the hell out of it made the top 30 list of best albums of twenty twenty nineteen. 2019 uh but before we go any further how are you doing joel um how are you staying safe how are you staying sane? and yeah is staying sane is the most important <laughs> i think
2: yeah it's uh it's tricky you know um basically i'm doing good i the way uh i'm just keeping busy is um i'm just working on new songs like writing new music and um just you know keeping the wheels turning like created creatively and like just making sure like everything's uh you know just trying to keep everything uh you know going here without being able to hit the road and and all that stuff so
1: if 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 we were in a uh, a non COVID world, right? So if we were in a like a, a regular time frame, where would you guys be right now?
2: Um, we didn't have a tour planned right now. Okay, but so our next plan was we were going to be touring. Um, in like mid to late July into August for Europe. Yeah. But we've already heard the the word that those plans have been canceled. Like they pulled the plug on all the festivals and stuff in Europe. So Mm -hmm. unfortunately that's not going to be happening.
1: There's a lot of uh, like negative negativity that, that we could be caught up in at this time, especially right now. Um, if you're having a crappy day or if you're like bummed out, uh, get a lot of negative energy going, what's an album that has always been something that you can go to that can like uh, recenter you, give you some strength? I would probably say like something
2: by ACDC. Like nice. that, that always seems to get me pumped up, you know, and puts me in a good mood. Stuff like that is like, you know, it's it's just like party time music you know yeah. what i mean i think a lot of people kind of feel the same way with me about that like um it's just you it put you in a good mood and it's just you know catchy songs and you can sing along and stuff so i'd probably say like power age or something like that or maybe uh maybe even uh black and back and black but yeah, yeah just very uh you know puts you in a good mood
1: nice dude well um so so uh, your guys's album uh, last year uh badass record primal future 2019 definitely pick it up if you haven't listened to it yet um you guys went with e1 on this one and uh e1 is a is a pretty cool label but uh, um from my view they they handle all kinds of different artists hip hop artists metal artists rock artists uh what was the idea about uh signing with e1 i just
2: you know i I love relapse i love the people that work at relapse i
1: just kind of wanted to
2: try something new mm-hmm. and, um, you know, th- they have like a slightly different approach and it, it, I just wanted to see how it would work. You know, I, I did three records with relapse. Yeah. Um, I did some reissues with relapse, so I figured, you know, why not try something else? And, you know, you know, if that doesn't work out, then, you know, you know, we'll see, but right now it's, you know, but they're, they're, they're doing a great job, and it feels it feels good to be there. You know, they're they're putting a lot of effort behind yeah. the record. Um, they're getting it in the stores. They're getting it. You know,
1: exactly. And it, it seems you like know, a, it's it's, just, it seems like a lab- doing a great job. It seems like a label that has a lot of um, gives a artist a lot of freedom, and maybe not doesn't like push them to do one specific thing or the other. And and also, you um, know, has a badass distribution method.
2: Yeah, that's that was very important to me. I wanted to make sure especially in Europe that, you know, the uh the fans over there could get the records and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And that that was that was something that I felt like I, I you know, we we do we I think we're we do better in Europe than we do in the States anyway, like for, you know, attendance-wise for shows yeah. and things like that. So, I wanted to make sure that the fans could really get the records without having to pay like import costs and stuff like that. So, once I found out that E1 was distributed through SPV, which is like they're, they kill it in Europe. So yeah. um, that was, uh, you know, that's kind of what sealed the deal. But, you know, they give me total uh, creative control and they're just they're they're very supportive of my ideas and stuff. So it, it, <clears throat> right now I, I have nothing but good things to say.
1: Nice, dude. Well, uh, the, so so you guys are, uh, and, and I'm not trying to label you guys or something, but I think you'd be pretty pretty safe to say you guys are a thrash band. Um, what's uh <clears throat> How do you uh, play thrash but continue to um, make things creative and, and and new and interesting and without seeming like a, an homage to a classic sound? How do you guys keep it fresh?
2: I think you know. I, I think it stems like from any band that does something that isn't maybe, you know, cookie cutter or a clone of other things. I think you have to, it it stems from like being just a music fan in general of a lot of different styles and a lot of different, you know, genres of metal and just things like that. Like, I think, you know, you kind of take all your influences and kind of put them in a blender and then you kind of come out with something original. Like nothing is a hundred percent original. You know what I mean? Like there is no art that is not referencing something, but the way I think you do that is you filter through your own sensibilities and you do it through, you know, you don't basically just try to copy one thing. Like we're not trying to be Exodus part two or something like that. You know, I love Exodus, but I'm, I'm using that as an influence, but it's not like here's a clone of Exodus, you know, which I've Mm -hmm. seen in the past. There's bands that are legitimately just like cloning other bands, you know, that to me, it's, it's just boring. And it's kind of just, um, you know, it's, it, it, I prefer it, you know, for Toxic to be, uh, you know, put all my influences in a blender. You know, I, yeah. I, I'd like to, you know, just attribute all the things that I like and try to put my own voice to it, you know, my own sensibilities of writing and stuff to it. So nice. I think that's kind of how I keep it fresh as opposed to just being like, you know, the quote unquote thrash band that only likes thrash. You know, it's like yeah. there's definitely elements of like rock and roll and other stuff in there too.
1: Oh, totally. Um, you guys, uh, so you mentioned that one of the way you're staying busy is, is writing music and, and, and doing that. Um, what, what's your process for, for like writing a riff? Like, do you, do you ever just like sit down and and decide like, I want to try and write or do does it come to you and you got to like, uh, write, jot it down or record it uh, on the go? It's weird.
2: Like creative stuff is such a weird thing. It's hard to put into words sometimes Mm -hmm. because sometimes you'll wake up you know, in the morning and all of a sudden you'll have almost like an entire song in your head like yeah. that you've thought of. And you're like, where did that come from? You know, like how did mm-hmm. that happen? And other times you really struggle at even just writing the the second riff of a song, you know, you get the first one down then you're like, where is it? Where, is it, where can it go from here? You know? So it's funny how sometimes it can be that, um, you know, elusive to like track down like the, the inspiration, but, um, my process is usually I just pick up a guitar and uh, play, and I kind of do it where I don't put too much pressure on myself to – I I feel like if you put too much pressure on yourself, like I need to write a song or or this or that, sometimes it could be a little forced when – as opposed to like if you're just having fun. Sometimes the, the creative stuff just p- pops in because you're just being open to ideas and stuff like that, if that makes sense. I don't know yeah. if that's <laughs> a good ex- explanation of it. But, um, yeah, I feel like that's usually the best way that I write is I just pick up a guitar and, and just start riffing. And sometimes you'll hear a couple notes put together and you're like, yeah, you know, that that sounds cool. Maybe I, I can do something like this. And yeah. then it just builds from there. And What I do is I, I build a riff bank. I just record a bunch of stuff. Nice. Um that I listen to it at a later time, and I feel like doing it that way, I can come back to it later with a different perspective. Yeah. As opposed to, like, something. sometimes you can really like a riff at the time that you write. And then you put a lot of work into it and you're like, then you listen later. Like this actually wasn't that good to begin with. Yeah, you put you yeah. wasted a lot of time. So I found it like just having a riff bank and then coming back with fresh ears, listening to a bunch of stuff in a row. And when something pops out, that's the song I, I start to flush out and start to work on. So that, that's kind of how I work with stuff and
1: riff bank, you know, everybody's
2: different. I, I I'm, I'm kind of fascinated with the creative process. I like, I like watching, you know, YouTube videos and reading about how people, Because everybody kind of does it their own way. And I think it's once you find a way that works for you, you know, you, you stick to it and you can really turn over some you can really write a lot of music that way because you found your way of working that works best for you.
1: Well, the reason I ask this question is—is is it originally stemmed from when we were talking to Kirk from Crowbar? Uh, we asked him, and he told us that he has a uh, rocking chair. He calls his riff chair, <laughs> and, huh. he, and he always sits in his riff chair, and he just riffs it out. And that's how he create. He has like a little mini mini amp there, and he just has a riff chair, and he drinks beer and just writes riffs in his riff chair
2: that's so funny my uh the guitar player that used to play for toxic he he had a chair that he would bring i recorded his other band that's how i met him yeah and he would bring that chair from his home (laughs) to the studio and that's where he would write or record his riffs yeah because it just felt comfortable to him like that's where he always would do it so it's like it's it's part superstition i think and part like comfort you know It's, it's funny how that works
1: um, so so you guys have a bunch of albums, obviously the one uh, most recent Primal Future 2019. But out of all your records, if you had to do like a tournament style March Madness kind of thing, what would be the champion most the champion Toxic Holocaust riff that you're most proud of? <laughs>
2: I would say the riff in the song Silence, the middle break. Okay. Like the kind of more rock and roll kind of Yeah. Like uh that kind of speed medley kind of break I think is my, my favorite riff that I've done.
1: Nice, dude.
2: Okay. That's always my favorite one to play live for sure too. Like when that part comes in, like that's usually where the crowd starts to go off and it's like it's just a lot of fun to to play that part and I'm I'm pretty proud of that one.
1: So is that a song that you always make sure to put in your set? Yeah,
2: yeah. It's funny we used to neglect that song a little bit, and you know, once we started playing it more, I realized how how fun it is. And it's just kind of like it's cool too because it's a little bit of different tempo, so mm-hmm. it kind of gives me a break yeah. vocally, like or it's not just hammering down on the vocals all the yeah. time. So it's a lot of just rocking out, which is it's nice to break that up once in a while on the set
1: nice dude well uh i'm gonna get into some music nerd questions i know obviously like i mean you you can't be uh a musician and not be kind of uh your roots being a music nerd so um we all know the quote-unquote big four of thrash right so we got metallica anthrax slayer and megadeth if that was expanded to a big eight who would be the next four that you would draft
2: Ooh, um, would it, I guess it would have to be all American, right? Because the Big Four pertains to American bands. So I would say Exodus for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, probably Death Angel, maybe or Nice. I'm not sure, Dark Angel or Death Angel. I'm not sure which one would would fit better in there. One of the kind Angels of the same tier. So it's like I'm gonna go with Death Angel, uh, but and then uh, probably Testament.
1: Mhm, and toxicology, violence, maybe <laughs> violence. Nice, okay. Maybe nuclear assault.
2: Yeah, that's you know that's that would be up there too. That's that's a tough one, man. Yeah, I know. Like, it's it's funny because it, the big four, I think, kind of goes by record Exodus. sales. Exodus for sure. Yeah, there's a lot it, of you them. You know, it's funny, it goes by record sales. So for oh, me, okay, okay. like I I would say Exodus. You know, like yeah, and Testament. Nice, but for personal taste, definitely nuclear assault would be up there. Exodus for sure, Testament, and uh, maybe probably Death Angel would would be in there. So.
1: Nice, dude. Well, um, okay, so let's go back to day day one as far as your musical journey goes. And even if it's embarrassing or nerdy or, like, something that you don't even want to acknowledge, I want to know the truth. What was the first CD, tape, whatever, first actual album that you purchased with your own money, like your own, uh, <laughs> like, uh, you know, uh, lawn mowing money or something?
2: So with my first money ever, believe it or not, was Megadeth, Rest in Peace. Oh, my
1: God. The journey starts. But... The thing you can't is, go wrong with the that
2: thing album. About a- that is my first record I ever got was from my mom. She gave me the first Guns N' Roses tape.
1: Ooh, nice. Okay.
2: Because Ooh. you got to understand, my mom was into like hard rock and that's stuff awesome. like that. That's awesome. So my yeah, mom could be Metallica oh. and Guns N' Roses and Faith No More in '92. That's badass. 11, so which is pretty awesome. But it's like that. So that's that's kind of I was already initiated into this kind yeah. of stuff yeah. in a weird way. So when I had my own money, I was like, I got to get rust in peace. Cause I never, you know, I was like, I just saw the cover and I was like, I I have to know what this is. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like I never heard it before. And I was like, I have to know what this is, you know, and life changing, you know, it's like, I was like 10 years old or something. So,
1: Dude, uh, that's a uh, classic record, um, I think, kind of the pinnacle, uh, I would say, for that, and then it was just, like, it was just, everything was just, man, that's just, like, that's a a desert island record. Um, Absolutely. That's that's a record that, even if that wasn't my
2: first record, you know what I mean, that would still be top five, you know? Oh, yeah. Because... You know, like, some records you can like a lot, but it's because of the time and the place when you got into them. You kind of have sentimental things tied to it, too. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. That record just stands alone just because it's amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. And because... Of the
1: sentimental aspect for me, and just like that was the perfect lineup for Megadeth. Like that was just oh, yeah, like the yeah. uh, dude. Like it's 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 amazing. So we could go off There's on not a bad song on that record. It's awesome. Uh, so you guys have uh, I, I've, I've seen a, a wrestling T-shirt you guys had with uh, with the Ultimate Warrior on it. I'm a big wrestling mark. I'm a huge wrestling nerd. I don't know if how deep you go with wrestling, but I gotta know um, what uh, if you were. Magically transported into WrestleMania, and you had to choose a <laughs> and you had to choose a theme song, Joel. What would be your theme song to get you pumped to go to the ring, dude?
2: Ultimate Warrior theme song, dun, 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 it's a, it's dun, a metal song. Yeah, exactly. It's just a metal song. You know, it's it's
1: awesome. Yeah, and then you would be shaking the ropes with the pain on your face.
2: Yeah, like flying high on roids and whatever else. <laughs> yeah,
1: dude. Absolutely. Why not? He's
2: going crazy.
1: Okay, well uh sim-
2: out before you even wrestle.
1: Oh it's my awesome. god. So similar sim- <laughs> similar question but different vibe. Uh if we were to uh get you really hammered and we were at a karaoke bar, what would be your go to to sing if you had to sing one song? I would probably do Balls of the Wall by Accept. Okay. Hell yeah, dude. I've done that before and that's
2: that's that was pretty fun.
1: Nice dude. Um all right, man, just a couple more questions, but this one's a little bit left field. Pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got it, Joel.
2: Scar on my body. Um, I have one on my hand, like on my right, on my knuckle, like mm-hmm. on my, basically behind my pointer finger. Yeah. On my right hand that I, I closed in a fucking garage door, and that, <laughs>
0: that
2: really sucked. It was like a sharp edge on a metal garage door, like the, like at this, like storage locker place. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I, it's, like, that was, like, years and years ago. And, it, like, still, you can... Especially if, like, you get any, like, sun or anything like that, you can, like, really see it pop out. But oh, my God. Kind of nasty.
1: Brutal. Oh. Uh, luckily, it didn't do any nerve damage or anything, right?
2: No. Luckily, it was, like, beh- like behind the knuckle a little bit, like, where it wasn't, like, on the yeah. other side of your hand.
1: That would be bad. Right. Um, Right on, man. Well, obviously, there's no, you know, there's no, like uh goal or sorry there is goals but there's no like end uh f- for this as far as who knows when things will get back to a quote-unquote semblance of normalcy uh but if 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 that all uh came down and and uh you know we were able to get back to to go into at least a modicum of of normalcy what uh what are some of your goals and uh some some of your plans for Toxic holocaust here in the near future
2: Just a lot more touring. Um, I plan on doing an EP this year, also. Uh, So, like maybe like a, you know, two song twelve inch or something like that. And you know, it would be really cool to hit the road and maybe maybe promote that too. But also just to, you know, I don't like having like obligations that you know get canceled, like where we were planning on going to Europe and then that's not only on the table anymore and that that's kind of a bummer you know I, I, I hate and that kind of stuff happens so that's that would be my priority is to just get out there and start touring again and obviously and uh, and to release this
1: EP you know and yeah. just
2: you know but you gotta you gotta take it a little bit at a time make sure everybody's staying safe and yep. all
1: that, so. You got to kind of just take it as it goes and whatnot, so. Um, yeah, yeah, it's
2: out of our hands.
1: <laughs> uh, do you have any uh, any words for uh, the Northwest audience who might be listening and going a little stir crazy?
2: Yeah, I mean, just, you know, just basically uh, uh, stay safe and just don't, <laughs> basically don't uh, worry about things too much. Hopefully, still put some food on the table, stuff like that, but, you know, don't let it, stress you out too much where you know i I feel like this stuff will probably end hopefully soon enough to where (laughs) we can go back to some sort of normal life and you know just uh keep listening to records you love and you know that stuff it usually gets people
1: through dude hell yeah and and listen to primal future 2019 toxic holocaust could use the support and uh you know all underground metal bands could as well joel thank you so much for your time man
2: hey thank you so much man appreciate it this has been metal shops backstage pass